0: And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, and the best club in the world for that matter. But obviously, we're just a little bit biased. Um, it is your host again here, Matt Wagner, three in a row from from New York, just uh Holding it, holding down the fort with everybody else here, and with me again today is my good buddy Jason Knoll out of Wisconsin. Jason, what's happening? How, are we? how you doing, dude? I, I'm loving this. I mean, we're on a we're on a roll right now doing these episodes together. I mean, it's. Uh, I'm excited to do another one with you, my man. Yeah, yeah, good times. We'll I see mean, if we can get <laughs> how far we get this time. I, I mean, you know what? The one. thing the one thing that we definitely need to cover is uh, the fact that we haven't gotten a win while we've hosted this podcast together. So, I mean, I don't know if that's bad juju. I don't want to, I don't want to say it's bad juju because I've been having a lot of fun, but um, it's just a stat to worry about. I'm surprised the other
1: guys haven't picked up on that and said, Hey, you two can't host anymore together.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We probably should have saved that for the, uh, for our our internal conversation. Now it's going to be out on blast. Uh, This may be the last podcast we uh, do together, but um, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. Anyways, it's um. I guess we should kind of get right into it. I mean, there's there's no way of putting it right now. Um, we suck.
1: Yeah, it's not going so well, is it? It's it's just,
0: you know, it was the first half that that World Cup break killed us. Something, something has gone wrong. I mean, it's we we're not performing well against you know. Not even average teams, like subpar teams, right now. I mean, Stuttgart for, for sake, didn't even have have a win in the past two games. I mean, they lost to Schalke. I mean, they played a decent game against Bayern, and then you know we kind of let them play into you know play into us in this kind of uh, this weekend. But I mean, you know, I guess we should just kind of uh, get right into it in terms of like the lineups and uh, and whatnot. I mean. Not too many changes, you know. I mean, Jibril So was kind of back, what we were hoping for. You know, Rafael Borre obviously playing to Lindstrom, which is, you know, a huge blow right now as well. I mean, that that couldn't have happened at a worse timing regarding Lindstrom.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Uh, and, you know, with the Champions League coming up, and then we do have a bit of a tough schedule. Like, we have, you know, a couple of matches coming up, including the Pokal, that, it would be great to have him back.
0: Yeah, for sure. Especially, you know, with this Napoli game, I mean, it's uh, it's going to be a huge dud, especially with not having Ronald Colomani. But, um, yeah, you know, how did how did you think, uh, you know, Rafael Borre kind of fit in for Lindstrom in this game?
1: I thought he did fairly well as far as the interplay between him and Colomani. Uh, um, I agree. So that that was nice to see. It'll be interesting to see how Glasner lines him up on uh, in a couple of days here against Napoli um, since, you know, Kolomawani and Lindstrom are out. You know, I don't know. Do you think that he's going to start Bore and Alario,
0: Or do you think he can I mean, go with, you know, like, Bore and Kamada? I, I, I really don't think... Lario is going to see the field. If anything, I think, boy, just sits up top over them. We have Kamada and Gutsu sitting side by side there. I mean it's I, I definitely like the aggressiveness of Glassner's lineup this uh this week with the three four three, you know, just having Kolomani, Gotza and Bohr just kind of mix and mash up there, which I think we we kind of called. We were, we were hoping that was gonna happen. Um I didn't think we we're gonna a bench Daichi Kamada, but I guess it's kind of understanding with, you know, kind of resting him for the Napoli game because, you know, we just lost Lundstrom. you know, we if there's bad bad juju happening, let's kind of, you know, save our assets, which I definitely understood on Glassner's side of things, but the three-four-three three formation is is definitely interesting. I definitely think uh, I I agree with you. Borie definitely played a, a good game. I think it was definitely a good showing. Him and Kalamani, you know, really meshed well together. I mean, there were a few chances where I thought you know they were a little too cute, and they should have you know at least at least got made the early decision to at least get a shot on target. I mean, the fact that we had ten shots and four on target, especially with how effective we've been with our efficiency in front of net. You know, I definitely was hoping for a little bit more efficiency. I, I've, I think I said efficiency like 10, 11 times. I put a counter on that one. Um, but I, I I don't know. I, I think I think Bore is definitely going to be a huge asset coming for us against Napoli.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like the way he plays. He's kind of aggressive, does a nice job with the pressure. Um we're well, right. Uh we definitely should have scored more. I mean Kolamowani, I thought, had a pretty good match. Like there were a couple of runs where he just like slalomed through the defense. Um, oh my and God, just yeah. was not stoppable. It was amazing to watch. He's
0: making so, these messy type runs in the back over there. I mean y- y- Yeah. It's it's so fun to watch. And I mean I hope we don't have limited time with them. It seems like we're going to have limited time with them. But, I mean, it's just the man is, is a machine. He doesn't stop. And, like, I don't know if you noticed this after, like, you know, when the camera pans onto him after, you know, he goes for an opportunity or, you know, has these, like, massive runs. The man isn't even, like, opening his mouth and heavy breathing. He's just kind of, like, thinking, like, wow, I should have done, you know, 10 times better than how that kind of outcome came. But just the kind of mentality he has, it's 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 close to insane.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's nuts how just amazing he is, and I can't, I can't wait to see how far he goes in the future,
0: even if it's not with us. It's, it's gonna be, uh, it's, it's, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, we're gonna have a whole different forward situation. I mean, we talked, touched upon it a little bit, you know, last episode um, with Omar Mamouche with, with that, but. What did you think of the defense? I know you know we were we were fairly critical of the defense last week. Um, obviously, with you know how we play was rightfully critical. So, but how did you think we did in this game?
1: Uh, I thought Rhoda and So did a nice job in the middle. It was nice to have So back. Um, Tuta had a much better match, I thought, this time around. Um, although he ended up having two shots. <laughs> I know. Which I couldn't believe. I'm like, well, how is this guy getting this these shots?
0: He doubled down uh, on your take last week by saying, you know, he should stop making those runs and taking shots. Yeah, he said, screw, screw Jason over here. Yep. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought, and I thought, um, you know, Hasebe definitely showed his age a little bit. Um, you know, who is uh, the the Colombian player for um, for Stuttgart? can't remember his last name, Pereira. Yeah, we'll go with that. I think that's what I, I – yeah. Um, but there was a time where, I mean, it looked like he was going to run away from Hasebe, and Hisebe was did a decent job of staying with him um, and kind of force him off balance to take a shot. But otherwise, I thought our defense did, did fairly well, with the exception of that goal, um, you know, which was just – I don't know what happened there. A breakdown, I think, in the communication.
0: So it's something with that. I mean, this is another common theme that we lack in is the uh the counterattacks, you know. It's, yep. we 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 seem to struggle defending those those type of situations. And I mean especially with the defensive, you know, juggernaut of jibril So and Rode going back there. Um I definitely figured, you know, this definitely would have been at least somewhat solidified. And you know, it's I, I overall, you know, we definitely play like a great Probably like sixty minutes or so, you know, and um, and then maybe 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 a little bit like after the sixty minutes because I definitely felt like we were dominant the whole first half. You know, there's a couple times we mentioned that you know where Bore or Colomani should have scored. I'm so thankful Kole freaking scored. He got a little lucky um, with this goal, but I mean he set it up perfectly. I mean, listen, to have three touches. In the 18-yard box, especially in professional soccer, is unheard of. Roda took full advantage of that, and um, it's it was awesome to see him go, uh, score a goal with El Capitano. But it sucks that we didn't capitalize that with three points. Because I mean, we did play a good hour of long of football, great soccer. You know that we it looked dominant. You know, I I felt confident. I was like, okay, like we're ready for you know Napoli essentially on Wednesday afternoon. But you know. Once once that counterattack happened against us, I felt like we crumbled. I felt like we couldn't get back into certain situations. You know, we couldn't we couldn't capitalize on um you know miss uh, miss passes that Stuttgart were having. I mean, we were missing passes. We weren't making great connections at all. I mean, I felt like Philip Mox was playing blind half the time on that left side. No one. I mean, the fact that we put in Christopher Lentz in the 86th minute or however late we put him in while we're like looking for a win, I was just like. This is just, this is just shocking. This is, I mean, the last 15 minutes were just abysmal, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we had sort of, we we had like flashes of brilliance, but it wasn't anything that we could keep going.
0: I agree. It was, it like, at this, at that point, you know, we had Paxson Aronson on the bench. Like, give the kid a little bit of a try there, you know? I mean, he's kind of fast. He's lanky. Like, he definitely would be able to have that speed out there, but it I don't know the, 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 the substitution was also a little bit you know questionable on our on on Glassner's side this week, but I mean it was just I mean, hey look, it, the old Frankfurt would usually lose this game, right but yeah. we didn't we, at least we yeah. came out with the win here.
1: Well and, and you know going back to Rhoda and so, I mean Roda is now out for the Union Berlin match due to a yellow card accumulation and so got injured the last couple minutes of the match.
0: Yeah, well... Which I we'll haven't s-
1: seen any updates on that, have you?
0: No, but I, I don't think that's to be worried about. I feel like we would have heard updates by now. Be, uh, this being recorded on Monday night, uh, Eastern Standard Time. I think we would have heard some sort of updates that he'd be questionable for Wednesday. I think it was just a cautionary thing. That's
1: what I'm, I'm, I hope so. I hope so. Um, I, but you know, yeah. you know who, who, who I thought also had a really good match for Stuttgart was Mavropanos. I thought he had a great match, um, unfortunately for us. But it's clear why Frankfurt are looking at him as somebody to bring in in the summer. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of that news, but you know they're looking at him. And uh, right now, the big kind of obstacle is the price tag
0: at 15 million euros. Yeah, we would never have spent that much money. The last time we spent even 10 million was... I, I could not even tell you, maybe even Jovic from when we got him before or some other – someone else. Actually, no, I think we got so at 7 million now that I think about it. But, yeah, he was definitely outstanding. He – I mean, dude, this is now back-to-back games so we had two, you know, Bundesliga players connected to Frankfurt, you know, kind of shine against us. And, I mean, that's always a good – I mean, it's, it's not a good sign in the current situation, but it's definitely a good sign for the future situation, you know? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. He he was super dominant. I mean, even in the box, you know, he was a, he was a threat. You know, against a very, uh, you know, very aerial threat kind of Frankfurt team. I mean, he 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 shut us up through it and throughout. I mean, he I I agree. He definitely he stood out, and you know, it's definitely great that we have some sort of connections with him. And I mean, you know, we do have great history with Greek uh, players, specifically Greek center backs. You know. Um, what was it? About, I think like four or five days ago, it was like the 11 year anniversary of uh, not Anamatidis but oh, I'm blanking on the, the center back's name that we had. It starts it starts with an I and I don't want to botch it, but he, he launched it from, I don't know if you remember this, but he launched it from the three quarter line against, I think it was Bochum in the second Bundesliga. And Gekas kind of make it, made a fake run to the ball, and the goalkeeper came out. Gekas never touched the ball. The ball flipped yep. over the goalkeeper, and whatever his name is, freaking scored the goal. I mean, I know that was a long-winded answer to to Matipanos, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, dude, he's fucking solid.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping that we could find a way to get uh, to get somebody of his caliber uh, on the on the squad in the summer to replace some of the the
0: losses that we're going to incur. I agree. I definitely agree. I mean, though that's definitely going to be halted for a later discussion, but you know, I, 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 it's, our defense is definitely still not up to par, not even close up to par. I mean, Tuta is still making these little bit of like, I don't want to say call them really childish runs, but like these, these no plan B sort of runs where, you know, he does, he never really has an exit out his, his, motto is just kind of like, you know, head down like a bull and kind of just run at the guy. If I have the space, I'll take the shot from 30 yards. But other than that, I'll try to do a one, two, where I'm only getting the ball back 5% of the time because my, my players know that I'm a center back. I shouldn't be doing these kind of runs, especially with three in the back.
1: Yeah, totally agree. <laughs> I mean, this is something that we, we, you know, we've talked about before, and I have the feeling that we'll be bringing it up in future matches as well.
0: I mean, listen, I hope he kind of proves us wrong because if he can start ripping shots from that far out and they go in, fine with me. I mean, be the Steph Curry of soccer if you want to do that. But, I mean, no one's done it. Ramos doesn't do that for, sure, for certain. Thiago Silva doesn't do that for certain. David Luiz did that for a little bit, and look how great that panned out for him. I mean, ah, these growing pains, man. I mean, that's yeah. the, that's been the common theme with him. It's, it's the growing pains. Um, I, I'm I'm kind of shook we didn't put Smolcic in this game. I mean, maybe we're saving him as well for the Napoli game. So we have him and Jokic as a, like, a Croatian duo just to really, you know, mentally screw Napoli on Wednesday. But I don't know why we're not getting this kid some time.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. There must be something internal that maybe we don't know, you know. <laughs> so if you've got some connections over there, that you can get the behind-the-scenes scoop.
0: Seriously, we need, If the Frankfurt, Frankfurt needs to just let us in the locker room. So we can just get all the inside and just share it with everybody. No yeah, secrets just give with us. us
1: <laughs> yeah. Just give us some press credentials and let us be on our way.
0: Uh, easier said than done, my man. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's anything else. I mean, Knauf being injured too. I mean, who knows how long that's going to be. That's going to be, that's going to suck as well. If he's out for Wednesday, because that really, Diminishes our depth, which, which has been the you know the theme of our season. Well, I guess the theme of our first half of the season so far. But that's another big loss for us too. Yeah, yeah. Because if
1: Buta goes down, then who do you have to replace? You know him on on that right side.
0: Farid Ali do, who we haven't seen, I don't think yet this year. Maybe maybe he's played ten minutes for us so far. But yeah, yeah. He, I, I, I liked him. He's like he's uh, last last season. The Hrustic was you know my little dark horse because you know he's had a few glancing moments. And I thought he was very comfortable with the ball. Farid Du is that person for me this year, and I feel like you know a little bit more time with him. Like I feel like we can really get a special player out of him.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I'm also waiting for Abimbe to come back from his injury.
0: I know that that one that one I think is going to be a little bit longer. I think we still have a good. Couple of weeks in us. I mean, I think him and Lindstrom will return around the same time, if my memory serves me right.
1: Yeah, I don't even remember now. It's been so long.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I guess to I guess to kind of switch gears here a little bit with you know, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else we want to mention about this game besides you know we just suck right now.
1: Yeah, it was disappointing. Although here's so what was funny. Is that uh, when Rhoda scored? So I was at a conference this past weekend, and I saw another Eintracht Frankfurt fan at the conference. Shut and up! And just as just as we met, Rhoda scored. Oh, okay. Where was he from? So uh, he's actually from the area, like on the other side of the of Dane County here. Um, but he's also a teacher. So we're both teachers, both at this conference. And I'm like, who is this guy wearing an Eintracht Frankfurt jersey? And he actually so said, oh. So
0: you got to make friends with him. Go shake his hand again and make sure that happens on Wednesday.
1: Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but he actually he said he listened to the
0: pod. So, John, if you're listening, uh, thank you for, uh, for tuning in yeah seriously thank you john and i mean really meet with jason again when we play frankfurt and kind of time your handshakes about the time we're about to score so we can get that little magic again especially yep. on wednesday you did say you have a snowstorm you have another snowstorm coming is it happening on wednesday by any chance no
1: no i Snow wish days for the Fra- kids uh
0: no tough 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 yep. so um I guess it's just to you know look at the table right now, you know some from other you know notable results. I mean, I guess I guess the biggest one of the biggest one was definitely the Friday night match with Bochum beating Cologne 2 to nothing. I mean, that came out How of whole left field. Yikes. Talk about Friday night lights and you're not even home. Bochum pulling yeah. that one.
1: Cologne have just been kind we of have a
0: slide seriously seriously we had you know Leipzig getting result we had a wild Munich or uh yeah I guess uh Bayern um Derby with Bayern Munich versus Augsburg ending in 5-3 we had Hatta Mainz tying 1-1 us tying 1-1 Dortmund tying 1-1 which is pretty good um and then Freiburg kept rolling Leverkusen kept rolling and then Union Berlin continues their struggles against Wolfsburg uh on Sunday and so Pretty much what that means is, you know, not too many changes. I mean, I guess right now Bayern has a two-point lead now um, with still an absurd goal differential. Um, Leipzig are now, you know, have widened the gap a little, or sorry, Dortmund have shortened the gap with Leipzig now. um, Kind of putting putting Dortmund a little bit of a closer Champions League race than what they were hope rather than a title race. Um and then we have a three way tie with Leipzig, Union and Freiburg essentially on points. Um and, and then in that order in terms of like goal differential where we are sitting five points away from Freiburg and any sort of Champions League contention, which is, you know, still okay. We are Don't still me okay. It <laughs> sucks. It sucks, uh, but you know what? We wouldn't be the diva without having a, you know, a finale.
1: Yeah, when I think about the last two matches that we that we definitely should have won and could have won, we'd be sitting at 46 points
0: in third place.
1: <laughs> but no, we're nope. not.
0: We're not. We're we're definitely on the other end of it. But, you know, the good news is that Le- that Mainz looks like they've cooled down a little bit with them tying. So there's still, you know, a four-point difference away from them. And we still have a five-point difference from uh, Wolfsburg down in eighth place. So, you know, we're definitely still secure in any sort of European competition um, scenario uh, for us next season. Um, obviously, the goal is for us to be in Champions League spot. But, you know, that's also, you know, only a five-point difference. But like you said, if we had... If we beat Leipzig, if we beat Cologne, if we didn't screw the pooch against Wolfsburg, you know, we um, definitely would have had different situations here.
1: Yeah, a lot of missed opportunities. Yep, yep. Um, but at the, the, at the bottom of the table, though, just, the flip Hoffenheim is kind of the a Hoffenheim has just gone over the cliff. I one, mean, they've the, had, they have one point since
0: we returned from the World Cup. One point. And now they have twenty. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, just well, well, I think last last uh, last week everyone had pretty much nineteen points between Bochum and uh, Schalke. I think everybody had nineteen points besides Schalke. Um, And now it's Hoffenheim being in dead last after being in what fifth place uh, after like the first ten weeks. Now they're all the way down to the ninth with nineteen spot uh, with nineteen points. So Bochum has jumped its way all the way up to fourteenth with twenty-two points. Hatters with twenty one points at fifteenth place. Stuttgart is with twenty points um in sixteenth, and, and Shaka is at twenty points with seventeenth, making an unbelievable, unbelievable relegation comeback after an abysmal, abysmal, you know, first half of the season.
1: Yeah. It's just a crazy story right there with Schalke. They're just, I mean, they're doing a great job of just keeping their hopes alive.
0: It, it's its kind of crazy because from from the from, these are their last, you know, kind of, you know, results. They just tied Dortmund 2-2 in the Riviera Derby, which was an unreal game, mind you that. Um, they beat Bochum 2-0. They beat Stuttgart 2-1. They tied Union, tied Wolfsburg, tied Gottbach tied Köln, tied, or sorry, beat Leipzig as well. The last time, the last time they lost. Take a fucking guess who it was. Uh, the last
1: time they lost, us I'm three going, nothing.
0: Was it really just the diva? Oh, yes, just the way the diva. So I haven't, I haven't called a loss in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. That's what kind of run Runchalka has been on. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. They did get thrashed by Leipzig six-one, but ever since then they haven't lost. Yeah. Lots
1: of lots of zero zero draws,
0: though. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of zero zero draws, and they did you know the the first start of the season, like we said, was absolutely abysmal for them. I mean, their goal differentials are a little bit scary. Not as bad as Bochum's right now, but Bochum isn't also has more points, and that's really what matters at the end of the day. Um, but maybe it won't towards you know the last the final for or what's it called Judgment Day Deadline Day. What's the final yeah. day usually called? Um.
1: Decision oh boy, day. Man.
0: That decision day. There it is. We'll take that from the Premier League. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> we'll go with that. We'll call it decision day. But um, you know, eleven wins, seven draws, six losses with twenty four games played so far. I mean, Frankfurt's looking I mean, listen three years ago if we did this we'd be over the moon the fact that we're doing this you know and now we're kind of trying to mold into this you know kind of new mentality where we should be playing in the champions league every single year especially with their fan base especially with how much money we generate um it's 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 wild to think that we are in this place but at the same time like fuck we need we need to step it up here
1: yep yep. which just is just i mean it, it is really good that we now have these expectations and that there is something behind those expectations. It's not just lofty dreams.
0: There's some reality to it. Yep, exactly. And I mean, you know, reality is really going to slap us in the face when we put (laughs) a face Napoli on Wednesday. Yeah. Speaking of Napoli, do you want to move on to that? I was just going to say, before we move on to that, uh, we got to go to hashtag. What are we drinking? Um, Hey, you go first, Jason. What were you what was your uh poison this week this weekend or even right now? Um well right now I'm just
1: drinking H2O. And Love it. Uh, but Stay yeah. hydrated. <laughs> yeah. Keep it G-Kids. Over the weekend? Yep. Over the weekend though, I actually nothing um because of this conference. I had to get up early in the morning to get to the conference each morning, so I I haven't. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. I'm Good blanking. For you. <laughs>
0: You know, unlike me, I, d- I did have some celebratory things to do. I am, I am getting uh, married in 2024, so I had to, you know, let the grooms and let the grooms would know who they are. So we had a little brunch and bottomless mimosas. You know, you can kind of save the rest. But besides that, I was drinking. Oh, and I'm going to botch the name of this. It was a, it was a specific gin. It started with the T, ended with the Y. Tangere? Yes. Yes. Thank you had some tangeray with some ginger ale and i had way too much of it where my sunday was essentially ruined but you know <laughs> i had celebratory things and to kind of forget this game against uh, stuttgart so tangeray and Gin baby that was uh or tangeray and uh, G- or ginger ale that was uh that was my poison for the week but uh that's an interesting
1: combination there i've never had that it's good
0: it's 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 pretty decent definitely pretty decent but it has to be it has to be the um, um, like on this one, Canadian dry ginger ale. That's that's okay. the only that's the only uh, caveat to that. All right, try it. It's not too bad. People call me psychotic for it, and maybe I am a little psycho for it, but I definitely enjoy it. <laughs> but uh that was um <clears throat> whoa that was see it's coming back up again because you know it was rough but that was uh, <laughs> hashtag what are we drinking and we will be right back with uh some frauen news napoli preview and um yeah next up oh! Welcome back to Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt. You have Matt here in New York, currently kind of in a nor'easter. You have Jason Knoll out in Wisconsin. And, um, you know, now we move on to the Frauen, where, you know, usually we would tell you that we beat Veda Bremen over the weekend, but that game did not happen, unfortunately, um, due to inclement weather up in the north. They had to postpone the game because the grass was deemed unplayable. So that is essentially all the foul news we have for you on that front, kind of front. And they are playing tomorrow, though. However, um again, we never know about the links or the situation. Definitely check out our Discord chat for someone giving out some links. um Or you know, I think I I would hope CBS would kind of stream it. But you know, since this is a scheduled. Game, I would be shocked if any sort of cameras would be on there, but I feel like some sort of cameras definitely have to be on there. But yep, the Flown are playing tomorrow, which is Tuesday, the fourteenth of March, and um, yeah, that we will report then that we have won that game. So um, <clears throat> I am getting horse here, Jason. <laughs> so um, you move, this is what the Frankfurt do to me, uh, both um, both men on the Frown side of things. So um, on to. Champions League talk, which is still crazy to frickin' even say. Um round two against Napoli. And um it's safe to say we're not gonna be really hundred percent for this one. No.
1: No. In in more ways than one. I mean, besides missing, you know, Colomwani and, and Lindstrom, like we'd mentioned earlier, we're not gonna have the the away fans contingency
0: that we had planned on originally having. Nope not at all so just to refresh other people's you know memory quickly Randall Coleman he did receive a red card in the first uh, first uh, leg which was probably the most idiotic slash gut-wrenching thing that he could have done to us but um you know it is what it is people make mistakes it, it, it just it, you move on from that and now yes for Lindstrom getting injured before the game against Stuttgart during training which was another huge blow he's gonna be out for it looks like at least a month um, with his ankle injury, and um, it's and then you know Ansgar Knelf also getting injured shortly before the Stuttgart game. It's just the injury bug is hitting us at probably the worst time.
1: Yeah, yeah, it could not. Yeah, it really could not come at a like it's just this is not the right time for that. So, no. and. So what are you thinking uh, as far as who's going to be start? So you think is going to be starting up top in place of Lindstrom?
0: I don't know. I don't, I really don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I think we touched upon it a little bit with the structure game. I, I don't think we're going to continue this 3-4-3 lineup, though. I'll definitely say that much. I do think if there's any sort of situation we play with the lone striker or with two strikers, it's going to be Bore and Gutza or Bore and um, Lucas Alario. And for some reason, I kind of hate that. But I do understand why Gloucester would do that because Alayo does have the Champions League, um, the Champions League, what, what's the word I'm looking for, experience with Bayern Leverkusen. So I definitely understand that sort of aspect. But I would need uh, for us to go four in the back. You know, I think I think we're going to have to put Yakic and Haseba together or Yakic and Indica and, and Setupa, uh, atuta um, I, I I don't want to start Jacebo because I just do not think he's going to keep up with um, Osiman, who is Napoli's, you know, star striker currently, who's just been on an absolute tear. I mean, he's being linked to numerous, numerous clubs currently, such as like Man U. Um, I think even Real Madrid is looking at him. So, you know, I don't think Jacebo is going to be able to keep up with them. But I do think, you know... Jakic and someone with fresher legs like a Smolčić or even just Indica, um containing him, you know, it would make sense for us to go four in the back with, you know, Philip, Max and Buta kind of holding it down on the wings.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting because, you know, Max, Max and Buta are more sort of like the wing backs. Um, and so it'd be if, if we do go to that four back, if Glasner would make changes to make it more defensive in nature and put in, you know, like Lens and somebody else on the right. Maybe even Tuta, or Tuta on the right. Um, if, if we do go to that four-back situation there, because one of well, the things a- that Max, one of the things that Max is really good at, is getting far up on the pitch and crossing it in. That's
0: that's where I think we're going to push Philip Mox up to the maybe even left mid spot. Because look, I'm saying the four the back situation without even having any thought about the midfield. Because I don't know who would cover that right midfield besides. Maybe Ali do you know or you know so like let me refresh here quickly so if I have my ideal uh, ideal lineup right now uh, and this is not complete in my head so it's I have Christopher Lentz left back and Deke in the middle with Yakich uh, uh, and then Buta on the right on the right back. And we have Philip Mox on the left wing kind of playing that, you know, Philip Kostic position because, you, you know, you're right. You're absolutely right. He has, he's good at crossing the ball. He, he's a left-footed player, which you need to have right now. And he's better than Christopher Lentz with crossing the ball. No offense to Christopher Lentz. It's just a fact. So we put him out there. I, I, I mean, obviously we would have So in the middle right there. Then we would put Kamada in the middle out there. And then honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing Gutsa playing right mid you know or even Rafa Borre right mid because then we can put um Lucas Solario and um and um Daichi Kamada up there you know I, I going with your theory kind of playing that striker position or you know i can see us just kind of overloading the midfield with 4 5 uh 4 5 1 with Borre just being up there and then we have Kamada, Jibrilso and Rode um you know kind of mix mashing in the middle there the middle. I like that. Yeah, I like that idea there. Right, but it's it's but like you said, I think it's a little bit of a defensive situation where uh, where you know I keep forgetting that you know we're in this kind of scenario where we need to score two uh, to even just kind of get penalties and three to win here.
1: Yeah, it's a tough spot, you know, because we do need to score those goals, so we had to play offensive. But at the same time, we know that Napoli are very capable, more than capable of scoring a ton of goals and so we need to play defensive to prevent that from happening.
0: Exactly I just yeah I think I think you said it right there I think I think there's two ways we can we can only play it's either what I just kind of explained with the four in the back or your kind of way where we have to be high scoring and honestly we probably have to nut up and shut up play with the same formation we did against Stuttgart, having kind of this like three striker situation with Götze, Bore and Kamada and then you know, hope, you know, So Rode can kind of, you know, handle Napoli's sort of attacking front three because they they typically play like a uh 3 four three three, you know and so they their midfielders attend atten, uh, tend to help on the attack a lot because you know they do have four in the back and they have that option. So there are a lot of times where Napoli have five coming right out at our front three, and so and Rode get um, you know caught up caught up too high. But so that that's that that's the other you know issue I can see as well. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: uh, in with the lack I of think I'd depth rather go nut up have. or shut up.
0: <laughs> just go all in. I think so. Because, I mean, we have nothing to lose at this point, right? This is the f- this is the furthest we've ever gone in the Champions League, especially being in our first Champions League game. I would love to see Kamada, Gutsa, and Bore just rut- staying up there, hounding down, you know, Kim and Ramani and Di Lorenzo and just kind of toying with them a little bit because I mean look first of all the fact that we have no fans there is going to be detrimental that's going to really hurt us but I do think that's going to give us a little bit of extra fuel where you know I think the first five five minutes we're literally going to be 11 we're gonna have all 11 players into their half at all times
1: I would love it just just do it just go all in
0: and leave it all there it's just it's, i feel like there's just something it's 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 going to be it's going to be a lot i mean what 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 what's your ideal lineup i guess is a real question ooh
1: well i like this idea that you have of the 451 that's i hadn't even thought about that cuz i'd been thinking our you know sort of our traditional 343 three with hasebe out and i would put yakic back there um or you know, it depending on it depends on. So I mean, if so is fine, um, you know, then so and Rota in the midfield, or even so, yeah, so and Mid, Rota in the midfield, um, keeping Max and Boot on the right, and then I would put Kamada up instead of Alario in Lindström's spot um, to start, uh, and then see where we go from there. So thinking that three four three, that's what I would have done, um, just because I also really like Jakic um there's just something about the way he plays with that intensity that i just i really like seeing
0: no i i agree i i because i because it's, it's like that croatian mindset right it's it's them kind of being a bully uh to the you know attackers to is on to lorenzo you know it's uh <laughs> it's it's or sorry not Lorenzo Lozano but it, it's it's fun to see him really just like nagging them in the head because it's just the little things you know it's like you know kind of just you know punching them in the back of the in, in their back you know kind of kneeing them in the back of their legs while you just trot you know after an attack it's that that's important in the Champions League you know I mean yeah Loku get them off their game. best who does it best? Real Madrid. They do that all the freaking time. I mean, they had a they had a injure, they had a dislocate Mo Salah's shoulder to win the Champions League for Christ's sake.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Casemiro was really good at that, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and he got a red card once he went to the Premier League and learned it's uh, a league that you can't pay refs or yeah, as long as, long as we know as of right now. Um, Shut up, Barcelona on that one. Um, so I mean. You know, we're down to nothing here, Jason. We're, out, we're without Rondo Colomani. We're without Jesper Lindstrom. We are not on a good streak right now. We haven't won a game since, you know, before we played Napoli the first time. What are we thinking here? What are you predicting?
1: Ooh, I don't know. But you know what? I, I would love to see Daiichi Kamada, Mr. European Competition, show his old self and just come out and rock it. Um
0: be glorious.
1: Yeah. Boy, Prediction's really tough because we're down those two. I mean two of our really important offensive
0: players are, are out. So here's the thing that we can't think too hard on either. Um I don't a clean sheet is not going to be possible here. So no. that's that's the cherry on top of the situation right now.
1: Yeah. I don't wanna s I I hate predicting a loss, but I'm I'm almost thinking two one Napoli.
0: I I applaud your honesty with that. It's cause I can't I, I, I physically cannot predict a Frankfurt loss here. Because uh, here here this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, you know, we got first ten minutes, we got a quick, quick goal quick goal at least. Put a little more pressure, uh, in the second half. We score quickly after the second, uh, after uh, the start of the second half. And then for some reason, we, uh, not police scores on us. And then we score a third goal. We go to extra time, but that's also a lot of land in reality. I see this being a freaking zero, zero, nothing game. Napoli's just going to play around us a little bit. We're going to have our moments. We're going to shine. We're going to, you know, show a lot of fight for sure. But I just think Napoli just a different kind of beast, especially the, t- the type of team they are right now. And I mean, they are some hungry, hungry fellas. I mean, they kind of, they kind of remind me of Atalanta's champions league run uh, last year, even like the last two years, um, with their front three and it's, it was it was a scary run, and I you know I I wish we weren't on the receiving end of it, but I I don't see us losing this game for sure. You know it's gonna be zero zero, maybe even one one, because like I said, we can't keep a clean sheet either. But we'll definitely have that attacking mindset. But uh oh, well, Jason, I hope, I hate I hope this. you're right. <laughs> I hate I mean, this.
1: Yeah, it's a tough one. Know, it's a tough one. It, well, and part of it is that you know we, we've never been here before. Right.
0: You this know, so it's, it's tough to predict.
1: And with those injuries, it's just too tough to predict something like this.
0: Right. Like, I can, like, and he, here's the worst part about it, too. And maybe this is a little bit written in the stars here. Like, I'm going to be on a plane while this game is going on, but I'll be flying JetBlue. I'll be flying, you know, domestic. So at least has, I'll have some sort of, you know, service and stuff. But I don't know if I'm going to be able to stream Paramount Plus on there. So. I don't. As always, every time I've not been able to watch a Frankfurt game, we've lost, and that's a sad stat that I don't want to admit on this thing. But yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, that's just uh, more bad juju between you and me more hosting the juju. podcast and you being on a not being able to watch the matches.
0: We're just not. Do we even post this episode? <laughs> <laughs> Do we even post this episode? Oh God! Oh man! I mean, yeah, look, I think it's going to be a 0-0 game, you know, I, and, you know, I think this will be our, our, our exit out of the, the Champions League. And, I mean, if you put it into perspective, in the group that we were in with Tottenham, Marseille, and Sporting Lisbon and the way we kind of came out of that group with that unbelievable finish against Sporting, I mean, it's, uh, it was a heck of a ride. And oh, yeah. I never forget this. For sure, for sure. Would you would you consider this Champions League? Would you let me rephrase that question? And this will this will probably be a hot hot topic. Do you think this Champions League run is more successful than uh, or a higher achievement than us winning their Europa League? Ooh. <laughs> um. Because if we're thinking, because this is, I, I, and my, and my, if we're going technicality, and in my personal opinion, I think this champion, Champions League run, you know, getting out of the group, especially out of the group we came out of, is a more successful feat than us winning the Europa League, just because the Champions League is technically a more challenging, uh, you know, competition than Europa League. That's my yeah thinking.
1: yeah. I think when you look at it that way, yeah when you look at what we accomplished with the Europa league and the teams that we beat along the way, um, you know, even though Barcelona have been kind of down in the dumps a little bit the past couple of years, they're still Barcelona, you know? Um, so I, yeah, it's, it's a good point. I mean, and cause I don't,
0: we didn't lose any matches either in the Europa league. Did we? Uh, we lost against Tottenham. We lost three, two, okay. and so, we lost the Sporting game two nothing as well. So it was tight. We had two losses.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, that was... It, I don't know. And, and it is. it was the Europa League that brought us to the Champions League, so...
0: And it's Silverware. That's the other thing that kind of kicks me in the nads a little bit, where it's like, why do, why do I have this thinking? Because we coming, we're coming home with Silverware through Europa League and on top of that Champions League berth. And like you said, the journey that we went on to, like going to Barcelona slash Frankfurt slash Spain was unbelievable. I mean, it's... Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll put out a Twitter poll and see see what the fans have to think. Because that's that that one. I'm glad that I'm glad that one kind of got you thinking a little bit. Because I thought it was a, I thought I was kind of crazy thinking that, but I guess I'm not so crazy.
1: Yeah, I, and well, the other thing I'm thinking about too here is you know, like I think both competitions took Frankfurt to a European audience. You know, like more people across Europe are now they they're aware of Eintracht Frankfurt as a result of both the Europa League and the Champions League.
0: Yeah. I mean, our Instagram freaking shot up. I mean, we grew probably double the followers, which to put people in perspective, probably like we got an extra 150 followers within those like two, three months just because, you know, we showed our presence in Barcelona. We beat Barcelona. We're beating West Ham. We're going to the final. We win the final. You know, it was it was nuts. Yeah.
1: Yes, it was. There were I took a lot of personal days last year to watch those matches. <laughs> <laughs>
0: See, I, I I quote unquote worked during those times, so uh, we'll we'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, Jason. So where can we uh, find you on the social media landscape here? All right, I'm on Twitter at Jason L Canol, uh,
1: K N O L L, uh, and uh, that's where I'm at.
0: Awesome. Definitely give Jason a follow. He has some uh, pretty funny stuff that he comments on on the Twitter side of things. So, um, definitely, definitely, definitely worth a follow. Um, you can find me at Matt S G E N Y on the Twitter side of things. You can find me on Instagram at un- Wagner underscore eight, which I'm pretty sure I say it wrong every single time, but whatever. <laughs> uh, you can find us on the. Hey it's your Frankfurt Landscape on any sort of streaming device, whether it's Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud. You can find us on our own website at HEFPod.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at hefpod On Instagram, hey I Frankfurt. You can follow us on Facebook. Definitely, definitely check out our Discord because we have some quite unique conversations in there. And it's not all Frankfurt, believe it or not. It's actually sometimes some simple life things as, you know, someone like saying, you know, how to change a tire out of a car or, you know, even more ridiculous than that. But it's hilarious. definitely a good follow. Um, Our theme music is the song Forza SKE by Frankfurt and Eintracht Lincoln's Tankard. You can find Tankard at at Tankard Official and them at reapermusic.de slash reaper. That's R-E-A-P-E-R. Our outro music is Hey Eintracht Frankfurt by the fabulous Roy Hammer and the Panthes. And you can find them at royhammer.de. Jason, I hope we break this juju, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause otherwise I think the guys are going to start ask, making sure that they can actually record here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know we, may, we may have lost We may have lost our seats on that one, but, um, either way, my man, it was, it was an absolute pleasure. Um, thank you to all the listeners and you know, our, our your continued support of the podcast. We definitely do appreciate it. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely fun talking about this wonderful diva club and, um, it's just incredible. The kind of champions that you make right now. So, um, you know, let's hope it continues after Wednesday. So um, until then, auf geht's Eintracht, and tschüss. People call me psychotic for it, and maybe I am a little psycho for it, but I definitely enjoy it. That's just the way the Diva is. So.